from chapter 1. In the United States of America, the people have more freedom than almost anywhere else on earth, and even the poor have more of this world's goods than the middle class in many countries. Why, then, do some want to exchange our system of freedom for a status government similar to that in countries lacking those advantages? Do results match intentions? That is the big question, particularly with government. Government intended to eliminate poverty. Poverty has increased. Government intended to make health care more accessible. The cost of health insurance for most people has increased. Government intended to make it easier for the poor to buy houses. Many of those low-income home buyers lost both their homes and their credit ratings. Our government set out to help us, in many cases, to protect us from ourselves. A bigger, more powerful government now meddles more and more in our lives. It approaches a statist collectivist system, a system having much in common with serfdom. Yet it seldom reaches the goals used to justify that government power. For most of history, mankind has been subject to kings, emperors, caliphs, lords of the manor, and other absolute rulers. The rarity of freedom indicates that it is abnormal, an aberration, out of the ordinary. Aberrations are unstable. Without conscious effort in their defense, they regress to the norm. In the case of freedom, that defense must come from citizens who value liberty, who are willing to make the effort and sacrifice necessary to protect it. We must remain alert and work to defend our freedom, lest we regress to the status norm that dominates most of the world. From Chapter 10 Ours was a revolution not just of government, but of ideas. The Declaration of Independence defined a new philosophy of government. All men are created equal? Really? In 1776, kings were born superior to the common people and ruled by divine right. The Declaration of Independence contradicted that belief, though it took decades, a civil war, and a civil rights movement to free the slaves and destroy official racism. We are all endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights. That was another unheard of concept. Unalienable rights are absolute. No government can legitimately deprive us of those rights. That statement automatically limits government power. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That stood previous ideas of government on their heads. Government exists not for kings and other rulers, but for and at the pleasure of the banker, the farmer, the garbage hauler, etc. That phrase deserves special attention. Government power comes from the consent of the governed. In other words, we, the citizens, delegate our power to the government. It becomes our agent to act in our name and with such power as we choose to allow. That simple phrase not only means that the people are to rule, but adds another requirement for limited government. We can delegate only the powers and rights we ourselves possess. From Chapter 17 Let's admit it, collectivism offers some attractive promises. An easy life, guaranteed food, shelter, medical care, clothing, cradle-to-grave security. What's not to like? If only reality matched the promise. Life is full of attractive ideas. Most of us would like a diet high in chocolate fat and sugar and with unlimited calories but no weight gain or health problems. Sadly, nobody has yet invented that diet. There are many such temptations, things that sound wonderful but are either not available or come with unacceptable costs. 
Those temptations are the equivalent of, here fishy fishy have a nice juicy worm. Status proposals likewise sell us on attractive promises. Then we find the hook. Loss of freedom, poor economy, and failure to deliver on its promises. From Chapter 22 That's all we need. Leaders wise enough to manage all the complicated details involved in big government, and moral enough to work for the benefit of the people, rather than for their own selfish interests. Do you know of such people? If so, please tell the rest of us where to find them, and how to put them in positions of power and keep them there. Meanwhile, government officials will come from the people actually available in this imperfect world. Some are well-intentioned and wise, some are well-intentioned but foolish. Some are tyrants. Perfection eludes them all.